0: So, hello everyone, and welcome to this episode of Shreds Takes. Um, I'm Mike Shredder. Thank you guys again for tuning into to today's episode. And, you know, I'm in my dorm room right now in college, and so that's a lot of stuff behind me if you know stuff behind me. But I had to come on tonight and kind of give my reaction to the recent news that has transpired within the, in the NBA. And that is. Donovan Mitchell is now a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So it seems like he got traded for Laurie Marketing, OG Abaji, and Colin Sexton, and five pick swats or five you know picks basically. And then now he gets, gets paired with Isaac Okoro, Chetty Osman. You know, that's like a guy off the bench, obviously, for the Cavs. And you know, the guys on the bench are gonna be Kevin Love and Chetty Osman, those guys. But the starters will be Darius Garland and All-Star, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, and Isaac Okoro. I I think, look, I understand that people are going to sit here and say that Donovan Mitchell got traded for too much, and there's too much of a price to pay with all of this. I understand, and I do get that. I understand that people are frustrated with probably hearing that. But I think that the biggest thing I kind of take away from this deal, to be honest with everyone here, is that it, right now, it, the way the NBA is now, it's, it's a win-only situation, and you have to win right now. So I think that from my experience of this and my kind of way of just analyzing, I guess, basketball and playing it, I think there's, there's one thing I take away with all of this, and that is is that Donna Mitchell, to be honest with you, deserves to be on a team where he can win. And I think, look, with Cleveland – this team, they're a young team that can potentially be a very tough out for teams in the Eastern Conference. Now, look, I still like Miami, I still like Boston, I still like Milwaukee more than, and arguably Brooklyn or Philly. But it's you know definitely a toss-up. You know, I think the Eastern Conference is actually very deep. I mean, I think people are, are downplaying how good Toronto looks this off Toronto has a lot of really good pieces. You know They don't necessarily have a great superstar, but Pascal Siakam is a star. Fred Van Fleet is a star. The Eastern Conference just got better with this move. Now, where does this go with it? I mean, look, obviously I see them somewhere in that fifth seed range, and that's going to be probably hard, you know, hard to hear for the Cleveland Cavaliers folks. But I think it all comes down to, to simple logic here. The simple logic is is that the Eastern Conference right now, you can't – just look at a deal in the NBA and sit there and say to me that there is not a you know there are not just one team that you know if you get you know put a, that piece in a Donovan Mitchell they're going to win a championship. Donovan Mitchell is, you know is probably arguably their best player, right? Him and Darius are their two best players. That's a very good backcourt, and especially with their really good defensive front court and you know, Isaiah Coro Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. But, again, the Eastern Conference is loaded, right? you got Philly, right? Philly brings, you know, a lot. they got great pickups. in DeAnthe Melton, Daniel House, P.J. Tucker. They still have Joel Embiid and James Harden coming back, and James Harden's going to be a year more fresh this offseason. I think you have to also look at not just that, but you have – so that that's one team. You have Miami. Miami's going to be back and really good. You have to look at Boston, right, with Danilo Gallinari, even though he tore his meniscus. I still think he'll be back during the season. But you can just look at Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White off the bench, with an incredibly impressive starting five and Robert Williams, Al Horford, Jason Tin, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. And then you get the look at Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee obviously has the best player on the planet right now in Giannis Tentacupo, who's been killing it overseas right now. And then you also have to look so that That's all of that. And also that they have Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. So look. Look, if you look at Cleveland's lineup, that's a very, very tough starting five to deal with, right? And, I, I, and I'm all for this. And I think, look, when people say, you know, they gave up a lot to get him, they gave up Colin Sexton, who's a 20-point game scorer, who is a very good player, but I think he'll fit better in Utah than he fit with Cleveland. He wasn't necessarily fitting in the Cleveland picture. They were looking to get rid of him for a while. He didn't want to be there. And I think that's ultimately, at the end of the day, the importance of all of this, right, is that, you know, Laurie Martin is a very good, is a nice piece, but, again, he didn't fit well in Cleveland, right? I think he'll fit better in Utah. Those guys will play well. they are average 20 points a game in Utah, and they won't necessarily be a playoff team, right? It's not a shame in those guys. Those guys are terrific players. But Cleveland now has made themselves a better playoff contender with this move, right? And obviously, look, they give up a lot of, you know, future picks, we were saying, right? But they are a very young team, even with this move, right? Darius Garland is, you know, 22, 23 years old. Donovan Mitchell's 25. Jared Allen's about 24, 25. Evan Mobley's 20. I mean, this is – and Isaac Coro's 20, or 19 or 20. I mean, this is an incredible lineup to throw up against anyone. And, look, obviously, you know, you have to look at the other teams in the Eastern Conference like I named ahead of them. But, I mean, look, you know, arguably they could be better than Brooklyn because I think that they have more size than Brooklyn and the ability to defend better at the rim. And and they have, I think, enough scoring to keep up. Right, Brooklyn, again, you know, I think Ben Simmons – Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant it could be lethal, but it's about commitment to the game, and it's about also, you know, how the other other guys fit. Right, defensively, they don't really have a great personnel. Right, I, Philly should be better on better in terms of just like their experience and the stars they have. Right, James Harden and Joel and are better to pair. They should be a better pair together than Darius Garland and Donna Mitchell. But at, all, at the end of the day, right, this is going to make the Eastern Conference a stronger conference. And I think that that is something that is super important when we look at all of this and kind of break it down, right? It's not always simple to analyze, you know, these kind of deals. I, and the thing is I wanted to take a little time before I came on and reacted to this to kind of think out, you know, where I see Cleveland, right? And Cleveland, to me, is a team that is, is, I think, heading now in the right direction. The reason why I think they're heading in the right direction is primarily because they are sitting there now and saying, Look, we have now a chance to win right away. We have a chance now to develop our team to a team that can win a championship. Now, do I think that they're, they're such a championship winning team? No, they're not, right? But this is good this is a good move. This is good for basketball in terms of the fact that now Cleveland is relevant again. They got relevant again last year with the emergence of young talent and the, and the way they played. But I think now they have a team that fits better on paper. Right, it's gonna be up to JP figure staff to be able to kind of put that stuff together. But people forget, Donovan Mitchell is a guy who averages 26 points a game, no problem. Gary Garland's a guy who averages about 21, 22 points a game, no problem. Right, Evan Mobley's is about a 70 point a game guy, and Jared Allen's you know close to a double double and an incredible shot blocker. And Isaiah Coro gives you you know around eight to ten points a game, but he's his values on the perimeter defensive side of things, right? So, all that is being put into place to. Kind of understand here that Donovan Mitchell going to the Cavs does make them a better team, right? But at the end of the day, it's not just about you know the, the value that he brings because that is a big value. It's about the fact that Cleveland's going to be relevant, right? But and in terms of how it shapes up the East, I mean, I think the East is a lot deeper than people think. I think that I think honestly, the East and the West are actually really really good at this upcoming season. I mean, the East, I mean, if you look at the, like their teams overall, right? You obviously, got Boston, Milwaukee, you got Miami, you got Cleveland. You got Philly, you got Brooklyn, you've got Toronto, you have, um, I mean, whoever guy kind of want to throw there afterwards. I mean, obviously there's a, there's a lot of teams to look at here, right? But you know, you have the Hawks, right? I mean, that's that's, that's, a, that's a dangerous kind of lineup right there. Um I think honestly, this is the beauty part of basketball, right? Is that Chicago's also in that in that mold, right? So, I mean. There's a lot of good teams in the Eastern Conference. I mean, I think right now, you know, the Eastern Conference has gotten a lot deeper because of this move, right? Before, I would probably say Cleveland was on the outside looking in. Now Cleveland's definitely in that, you know, solidified five or six role in the Eastern Conference, right? I don't think they they cracked the top four because I like the other teams ahead of them that i would pretty ahead of them, which would be Philly, Boston, Milwaukee, and Miami. I still like those teams more. I think that them and Brooklyn are kind of jostling for that five or six spot. And then I have to kind of look at, you know, who's next after that point, right? You know, it's is it is it going to be the Atlanta? Is it going to be, you know, the Bulls, right? It's, it's tough to determine, right? But I do look at all that and kind of have to analyze it from that angle. But it makes the Eastern Conference a lot stronger. I see Cleveland probably being a fifth or sixth team in the East, just not because of this is this, this not going to make them a good team but because those top four teams are better, right? They just are better teams. Now, I hope they surprise me because, again, Cleveland surprised me how well they played last year, right? So maybe they turn it around. Maybe they play they headed in the right direction. And maybe that actually changed a lot of things for how we view maybe young talent right now in the NBA. I love the way that young players are emerging. And I think that this is really fun to see two great guards on the same lineup be able to go off and play at a high level. But I think at the end of the day, it really comes down to, you know, obviously how are their perimeter going to be able to defend? Because we know their rim protectors are going to be very good. But can you hide Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland enough to be able to combat that? Because, again, Cleveland was one of the top defensive teams in the league last year, and that was what they really had their calling card on because they weren't a strong offensive team, which is why they probably got Donovan Mitchell, right? Obviously, you bring a guy in who was on a team that was number one in offensive efficiency last year. Granted, Utah is also a very good defensive team, right? So maybe it will work out. Maybe Cleveland will be able to be a good defensive team while also, I think, being extremely improved offensively. And, look, obviously now the Eastern Conference is a heck of a lot more improved than it was a season ago. And I think, obviously, at the end of the day, that's what I want to see as a basketball fan is that more competition and a more challenge to those top teams that everyone's considering for the Eastern Conference. And I think that that's what's happened here. And it's going to be really exciting to see what's going to happen going forward. So those are my thoughts on the Donovan Mitchell situation. But in terms of the, of the other uh, kind of situation, I want to get into a little bit, and that's Patrick Beverly to the Lakers. Now, look, I've talked, I haven't really got on the show to talk about that yet. And I think that the, the thing I, I want to talk about with that is look, I think Pat Bev to the Lakers is a good move. I think it, look, obviously there's a Taylor Tucker and Stanley Johnson who were very good pieces does hurt the Lakers in terms of, the, of their wing ability right, to score and be dynamic at the wing. Stanley Johnson was very good at help at, at the wing position for the Lakers last year. And I look, obviously, losing him, you know, people would say, like, ah, that's, that's nothing. I mean, obviously, that, that is something because based on how the Lakers played last year, he was a very seamlessly very good fit for that Los Angeles Lakers team, right? So you have all that to be kind of put into place there. So you have that to kind of be, you know, sh- shuffled around with and cycled with and everything like that. So that all has to be put into place, and that is kind of how it, how it is going forward. Right? So you have a lot of that to kind of contemplate and look at and everything like that. That is unfortunately the situation. Taylor Horn Tucker is a guy I think is going to fit better in Utah because he needs the ball in his hands. I think for his ability to, to transform his game, he needs to kind of be one of the best players on his team, and I think he'll have a chance to be one of the better players on that team in Utah. And Utah might be an exciting young team now with the pieces they have. Right. And so just to kind of point in context before I get into Pat Bev, right, who came from Utah, Utah's right now basically has Taylor Horton Tucker. I. They have Colin Sexton, Boyan Bogdanovich, Lori Markitin, and whoever else they want to play at center. Derek Favors, right. Uh, the big guy that went to UNC, I'm blanking on his name at the moment, but um, that is kind of who they have right now at the moment. And, you know, obviously they're not going to be a team that I think is going to come out of the West. Or they may be a play-in team, but, you know, they got a long way to go. But they're building through their youth. But in terms of getting back to the Pat Bev situation, okay, Pat Bev, here's the thing I'll say about Pat Bev, right? Pat Bev is 34 years old. The one thing he is, he's a junkyard dog. What I mean by that is the guy is super tough, Right. I you know I don't always like his antics. I think sometimes he, he you know he gets higher up than I think he is. But the one thing he does bring is he's going to bring an intense tense energy. And everywhere he has been, the team does actually do pretty well. I mean, Houston they were pretty successful. You look at his time at the Clippers they were successful. You look at his time in Minnesota last year. The Minnesota team was very successful, right? So all that kind of has to be kind of put in place, right? Minnesota was the seventh seed last year. That has to be equated for something, right? That is obviously huge. But, now, the only thing is, right, is fit with Russell Westbrook. You know, obviously, they're going to have to hash that out going forward. But, you know, he's a good fit. He can shoot, shoot a little bit. But I think defensively, in terms of what Darvin Ham is trying to bring, is defensive culture, right, is, is a team that embraces defense. I think Pat Bev is definitely going to be helpful for that. Now, I think the Lakers are going to make moves to maybe get either Buddy Heald or Miles Turner or Boyan Bogdanovich or Jordan Clarkson in there. My thing is, I would personally go with the Indiana Pacers direction. Now, because even though those guys are a little bit inconsistent, I would say that you want the defensive angle of what Miles Turner can bring. And I think that that would really help the Lakers if they can get those guys in from Indiana. Now, look, if they got Jordan Clarkson and a boy on Bogdanovich, that would be a really good pick for them as well, because Bogdanovich is a very solid player to defend the wing pretty well. And he's also a very, very, very good shooter. And Jordan Clarkson's been playing unbelievable in a six man role for Utah. Now, again, when he played last time he played with LeBron James, he didn't play very well, right? So that's my, you know, kind of my questions, so to speak, with, you know, Jordan Clarkson coming to the Lakers. But Pat Bev, overall, I think is, a, is an overall pretty good move to a start of hopefully something that the Lakers can kind of transform here with in free agency. So overall, not a bad move. And I, I think that, you know, that they're progressing in the right direction. But I think you have to look at the big storyline today with Donovan Mitchell and kind of look at the fact that, you know, look, now Cleveland is a relevant team again, which is exciting for the NBA. And for me, as a basketball fan, as a guy who just enjoys playing the sport, watching the sport, covering the sport, you got to like the fact that Cleveland's relevant again without LeBron James being there, right? It just shows that, you know, obviously it shows you how important LeBron was to that city, but it also shows you now how much smarter I think the front office has gotten in Cleveland. And what they're really looking towards in terms of building their team, I think that is so important now when people are trying to dissect basketball and look at it from that angle. I think it's—I think a lot of times people miss out on that and don't quite understand that whole angle to us. But that's kind of the way I look at it, right? I think that you know the Pat Bev trade helps the Lakers improve, you know, in a marginal way. But I think that the Cleveland move with Donna Mitchell, once it hopefully gets solidified. Is going to propel them to a higher standard in the Eastern Conference because Donovan Mitchell is a very good player, right? Yes, is he the, the if, on my championship team? If we're, if we're trying to build the best in the NBA, is he going to be my number one option? No, he's not. But he's a he, but he's a he's a really good player, and having him as a number one option is going to guarantee you a playoff spot, right? He because he is that good, right? And I think that you know that is my thing. that I think Cleveland's going to you know you know understand is. They're not going to be a championship team, but they're going to be a team that can contend and be, you know, a playoff team every year with him in the lineup. And look, the development of Darius Garland, it all hinges on the development of the young guys, right? Darius Garland, can he he continue to become a superstar? Evan Mobley, what is his ceiling like? I think it's a high high ceiling. Can Jared Allen continue to be a force and stay healthy, right? Can Isaac Okoro take offensive steps next year in his game? All that needs. And can Kevin Love and Chetty Austin provide good minutes off the bench, with rookie Rubio and guys like that to help the Cleveland Cavaliers be successful, right? So that all, has, that all has to be breaking down. And for, you know, the Lakers side things, will this move by Pat Bev inspire LeBron James to lead through defense and not just his offensive stats, right? You know, he's old, right, but maybe this is a way that he could try and lead the example defensively, and the Lakers can come back to being some sort of team that makes the playoffs, right? So we'll see what happens there. That was my quick live. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to do me a big favor. Make sure to like this video. Make sure to subscribe and put notifications on so you can get any new episodes that I come out with. I'm coming out with new episodes coming up soon when I'm going to be talking to more Amherst athletes, as I talked about before, and I'll hopefully be starting sometime next week. And I'm really excited to do that as well. But for right now, I have to give you guys a nice little reaction piece to the Donovan Mitchell trade and the Pat Bev trade as I haven't talked to you guys since, since the beginning of the summer. So, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to you know, like the video, subscribe. And also, you know there will be an audio form on this, maybe in the next couple of days or so, um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Once this episode gets downloaded on YouTube, I will upload it up on those platforms. And you'll be able, if you want to listen to an audio form, you can listen to it on there. But thank you so much for tuning in to Shred's Takes. I'm Mike Shredder. Until next time, I hope you guys have a great weekend.